Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, NLP trainer and change agent here, and welcome to episode 96 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast designed to support entrepreneurial couples, people in business partnership, and anyone looking for more tips, tools, and strategies to add to the quality of your life. So uh, welcome to today's episode, episode 96, entitled Negative Effects of Power Over Parenting. Um... Again, we're just kind of moving our way through the uh, abuse series at the moment. Um, at this stage in the uh, in in the podcast uh, um, uh, areas of interest for me, and um, based again off some questions and requests I've had from people, I thought I'd um, put put this particular episode out um, relative to again looking at power and control dynamics in relationships uh, that involve children um, and uh, also our approach to our intimate partners. So when we're looking at what 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 are we talking about when we talk about power over? Um, so if we look at the idea of power dynamics and then we take a, a, a drop down from that into the ways in which power dynamics can be uh, um, played out in relationships, um, we, we might make um, two... Uh, subset divisions. One is power with and the other is power over. If we're playing power with, that means we have a degree of respect for each other. Um, we approach our relationship with equality. We share uh, equally. We um, divide tasks or at least instructions on how to approach tasks and plans based off who's the most competent in that particular area. Um, we everybody's needs get a reasonable, you know, as best as we can, we, our needs get a, a fair and equitable sense of consideration and nurture. Um, and, you know, and we can share the limelight and we can, we can share, uh, who's in control and that moves and changes moment to moment, who's leading, who's following. Um, and, uh, there's a degree of mutuality, um, and compromise, that is uh, welcomed within that relationship and seen as the way to um, kind of foster the relationship and the way to keep the relationship healthy and strong. However, if we're playing power over, then this dynamic uh, relative to power and control means that one of us has to always stay in the superior position and one has to always stay in the inferior position or the one up, one down um, dynamic happens. So that... Um, if we're consistently stuck in this dynamic, um, then our roles and our positioning become very, very rigid. Our thoughts, our beliefs, and our behaviours um, are geared towards keeping that uh, undercurrent framework going. So that if I believe that um, 
being in relationship with someone, be that an intimate partner or my relationship with my children, means that I have to keep the control, I have to keep in the dominant position, um, I have to keep in the, the superior position all the time, and I'm in order to do that, I'm justified to employ any strategies and means I need to in order to keep the positioning um in my mind, balanced, which is uh, balances that, you know, I'm in control, I'm in the, uh, uh, the up position, and you need to willingly submit to being in the down position. And if you do that, then we're going to get along just fine. Um, and the idea, if we're playing the power over game, is that compromise is equivalent to losing. Um, there are only two positions, up or down. Um, so I'm I'm not willing to compromise. I probably feel superior to you. Um, I probably feel that you, you know, you're required to respect me, um, but I'm not necessarily required to respect you. There's lots of double standards running. Um, I'm constantly going to be demanding, criticizing, belittling or pulling the rug out from under your feet in one way or another in order to keep myself in the up position while adamantly looking like I am, you know, part of the disguise is I'm looking like I'm playing power with while I'm actually playing power over because um, I need to keep your attention off the dynamic so that you can't call it out. Um, so I'm going to use all kinds of series of uh, misdirection, distraction, um, keep you on the back foot, keep blaming you, keep you in doubt, keep you feeling that if you only tried harder, then we could have that wonderful relationship of equality. But of course, um, oh, I'm, you know, I, I, I want the best for you. All I want for you is to, to rise to the occasion. Uh, I know you're probably not up to it, but if you listen to my advice, um, and take it on seriously, then you probably are going to get there. But it's understanding that, you know, uh, that um, I, by nature of me accepting you as equal, um, uh, the, the framework collapses. So I, I can't do that. I'm going to claim I can. I'm, I'm going to want to keep the game going by giving you false hope and making you believe that if you just tried hard enough, if you just did more, then we, we could get there. But in reality... Um, I'm, I'm never letting you get there. So sorry to, sorry to kind of say, um, but when we can see the reality of that experience, then, then we can recognize that, um, you, you know, we, when we see things with clarity, when we see things with understanding, this lets us respond with more effectiveness. Um, but what I wanted to kind of look at in this kind of dynamic is, um, the effects of, um, being a child consistently exposed to a power over style dynamic. Um, and, and again, it's understanding that sometimes this can be a context thing. Like, you, you know, my, my, my parent played the power over game with me very, very heavily. But what's very confusing is they, when they go out into the wider world, they play power with. Um, so it's very possible that this can be a contextual dynamic um, and and then that generally tends to um, infer other other elements um, but it is definitely very possible that um, this is what you know my parent does with me or or with my other parent um, but with the rest of the world they're quite happy and content to play power with um, that is very, very possible. And again, sometimes that's a, that's a dynamic of an, a, uh, a relational abuser. Um, the, you know, someone who's abusive to their intimate partner and their, um, 
uh, by extension, the children that they see as a, a as an extension of themselves and and as technically uh, their their possessions. Um, this is you know if I'm if I'm an abuser, I can you know take that power over approach very comfortably and feel very entitled to do that in my intimate relationships. But I'm um, perfectly okay to play power with um, in every other area of my life. Um, that this can be that can be very very confusing and painful to people to see that. So it was worth it's worth mentioning that you know is that possible? Yes, um, that's often how abusers partly get away with what they do for so long because everybody else sees a completely different person and goes how you know how could that be possible that you know the things you say about your your parent or your or your partner that that. That doesn't seem to be true and consistent for me. Um, well, why? Because it's it's not that you know because the the person is using a different set of um, approaches to, to power dynamic in other areas of their life. You know, um, and that that would be a whole other kind of episode to talk about. And and you know, I'm I'm heading off on a tangent, not really where I want to want to go. Um, but where I want to kind of take this episode of where my thought process was when I was thinking about doing this particular episode was more around what um, what our relationship ends up being around success <coughs> when we um, are consistently exposed to a, a, a power over dynamic. So what that can mean is, you know, we're going to want to be successful so that we can finally get that love, appreciation, validation and equality we've been craving so deeply from our parent. Um, but ironically, at the moment where we start to show up our strongest is where they're likely to pull out their conscious or unconscious strategies for, for tearing us back down. And if you watch how often it's interesting when you, when you go to a, a parent and you're in that up mood and you're excited and you're looking for that um, that validation and recognition and you finally go, oh my goodness, I th I've done something. I've done something that they're going to approve of. And then instead you get you squashed flat. You, you come away absolutely um, crushed or you get the, oh yes, well that's very nice, but... Um, uh, and so you walk away feeling deflated or um, mystified um, and bewildered because what you expected to happen didn't happen at all. Um, so we have to be very, very careful because what this can do for us going forward is, you know, an aspect of us absolutely craves success, um, but at the same time there's a, a place in us that starts to deeply fear success because what what normally preceded some level of success and recognition was the rug would get taken out from under our feet. So we can start to succeed and find that the consequence of that is, you know, actually our anxiety spikes. Um, and our, you know, we start to internalize the the power over dynamic and we do the job for the parent um, that they started for us. You know, we keep that dynamic going internally um, because that's what we've, we've had modeled from our family system. So we start tearing down ourselves. Um, oh, you're going to mess all this up, oh, you know, um, so that ironically, the bigger the opportunity, the more fear, anxiety and harsh self-talk starts to emerge in us. Um, and, and this feeling that, you know, this sense of underlying dread, um, because what, what our past associations are, consciously and unconsciously, is any moment where we showed up strong, any moment where we stepped into a leadership position or got some praise and recognition, um, we had our knees taken out from under us at that moment. Um, so that it, 
what begins to develop is this um, kind of internal double bind. I want success and yet I don't want success. Um, and then how do our behaviours consciously and unconsciously start to orchestrate themselves around that so that we can start to find that there's a, there can be a degree of kind of um, uh, self... It looks like self-sabotage, but we might say it's kind of self... self um, self-protection that I'm that I'm I'm putting a ceiling on myself because if I if I get to a certain level in my life even though you know part of me deeply craves that what I associate that with is actually um, being isolated being punished in some way um, uh, being uh, abandoned um, so I'm I'm going to cap my own success in varying kind of ways maybe you know I will um, uh, say something or do something that at a certain level of success um, derails that or perhaps what will happen is, is I'll reach a certain level of what I perceive to be success or, or um, uh, you know, a strategy that I'm employing gathers traction and then all of a sudden I just find I fall flat and lose interest um, be, because, you know, I'm, I haven't sat with some of the what I have associated at an unconscious level, the the um, undesirable consequences of success, um, you know, um, or if I get to a certain level, you know, somebody's going to tear me down, somebody's going to attack me, um, then I'm going to be exposed and shamed and embarrassed and it's going to trigger a shame attack or the kind of level of fear and helplessness and hopelessness that I felt as a child, you, you know, be, because um, that part of me hasn't kind of moved on and healed yet. So I'm going to be catapulted back into almost a level of age regression and that can certainly be very prevalent when our wounding comes from a parent-child dynamic and, 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 you know, so that over the course of my um, childhood, I've, I got some messages very um, uh, indirectly, but nevertheless very potently, which is, you know, don't do anything that um, would um, uh, look like it was going to surpass the parent, you, you know, so that there becomes this unconscious um, degree that um, if I... Uh, metaphorically speaking, move past the success my parents achieved, and this is deeply disloyal. Um, I'll be punished. I'll be um, put back in my place. Um, whatever kind of other metaphor or analogy, because again, you know, we're talking about multifaceted um, causes that lead to a series of symptoms. It's not one thing. Um, there, there. You know, we're talking about complex dynamics here. Um, but again, what I want to talk about. And like I said, is to is to bring to mind for self examination. Um, you know what what are the negative consequences that I associate with success? Because like I said, I was with a parent who couldn't really nurture success in me. Um, claimed they could, um, demanded it of me, but then chopped me down every time I I took a step into self autonomy. And so I learned don't 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 step there. That's what I learned. And so we have to undo. We have to unlearn some of the things that we learned. Um, you know, and one of the things is surrender that goes, parents should support their children and parents should support their children's success. Um, but um, the day-to-day -day experience for some people is that, that that's not that's not reality. That's not what happens. Um, the reality is some parents don't. Um, and once we can grasp that reality, as painful as it is, then we, we're on a firm platform to start moving forward. 
so that you know one of the things that we need to start doing is we when you know and this is not a suggestion that says, well, then I won't have anything to do with my parents. If we swing in the polarity and decide to chop them off entirely, then they might not be physically in our presence, but they still are very emotionally and energetically in our presence. So chopping them out entirely, are there consequences for extremely abusive relationships where that's probably called for? Yes, absolutely. It's very, this is not, um, these are some guidelines. This is not specific advice. So I want to be very, very cautious with that because everybody's situation is different. So are there times when somebody should very much limit um, um, the degree of contact? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, but ideally what we're looking at is reducing the internal intensity that we carry around the dynamics that we have with our, within our family system. And how do I reset my ideas around uh, success and know that it is okay, it is safe to succeed and I will you know, learn to be the kind of person who could not only be successful but keep it all um, rather than than lose it um, or, or, you know, give in to the deep fear that, well, if I did get anything of substance, I'm probably going to mess it up anyway. So better to kind of, you know, muck it up now while it's small stakes rather than that's a lot less painful than if I really went for it and, and found that I couldn't do that, you know. And again, if we lose things, we lose things and then we build them back up again with the wisdom. You know, a lot of very successful people, that's how they've done it. They haven't necessarily been successful first time round. Um, you know, but they but they've managed to keep going. They've managed to to self address and become more self aware, refine their strategies, and and move on. So it's not about um, uh, our perception to our successes and our failures. It, well, it is. It's about our perception uh, towards our successes and our failures, and bringing the most successful thinking both to our successes and our perceived failures, you know, the, the idea that, um, you know, where's the gold in the mistakes that I've made? Where, where do I get stronger, wiser, healthier? And, you know, how specifically has this been in some ways a gift to me? Um, and so what, we, what we're needing to do is we're needing to find, uh, you know, support and get support around us, people who are competent um, at what they do, um, but but also highly supportive and are very, they're not triggered by our success. They're very okay and comfortable to be around our success. And then we probably need to start um, being a bit cautious around, you know, just a bit of containment and boundaries. If, you know, if I realize that consistently, anytime I go to certain people um, and, and share my successes and walk away feeling very um, angry, frustrated, flattened, confused, mystified, then that probably tells me right now I, I need to be a bit more, I need to have some more boundaries around what I share um, and how I share until I can get stronger or, um, you know, and where are the people that when I share with them, you know, they, they're just genuinely delighted for me. So if we're, we're starting to recognize who to share with and who to be a bit more contained around is a very, very key thing. We're starting to understand that, um, uh, you, you know, um, I am my source of love. I am my source of validation. I am my source of recognition. And, and how do I get better at doing that for me? Um, and that's not to say we, we, we don't necessarily crave it from others, but if I've swung in the polarity and all, you know, I, I don't care what I think about me, I'm just craving 
um, uh, the validation, love and acceptance of others, then I'm in a stunningly vulnerable place that's always going to probably end up at some some way being deeply disappointing to me, you know, but, but how do I start to rely more on myself? How do I become my own self-validator? How do I get a clearer, more balanced picture of me and how I'm going in the world? So we're working on resetting ourselves. We're working on compassion and love for self. We're toning down our inner critic. Um, you know, we're, we're seeking healing for some of our wounds. We're doing our grief work. There's a lot of things that we can do here and that it's kind of multi multifaceted. But one thing that I would certainly suggest is really fostering a support network who, who you know, are just genuinely delighted when we're doing well um, and boost that in us and add to our confidence rather than cut us down at the moment where we feel we're doing our best, you know, because to me, if, if you consistently are around certain people that when you're feeling good, they can't tolerate that and employ a varied number of strategies for, for, for bringing you back, putting you back in your place metaphorically, then, okay, well, um, you know, people shouldn't do that, but the reality is they do. So let's work with the reality of things and go, well, how do I, how do I not take my own legs out from under me? Um, you know, how do, how do I keep building on my foundation? How do I recognize my successes? How do I give me the love I crave? How do I give me the acknowledgement that I crave? Um, and uh, let things roll out from there. So I hope this episode has been of some use and given you some things to consider, but I really would be for some of us, um, you know, there are negative connotations around succeeding as much as, you know, this is, this is where we can have, you know, feelings ambivalence. I can feel very strongly in a multiple number of ways about a certain area of life, you know, that there's part of me that really, really wants to succeed and there's part, parts of me that really, really um, are, are afraid of success and what the consequences of that might be. Um, and until we look at that, uh, we might find where where we, we stay a bit stuck. Um, so um, over to you for self-consideration and I hope that the episode um, offers you um, uh, some, some valuable things to think about if this has been your experience um, or you know somebody who's, who's, you know, that you, you recognize has been raised in this kind of way. Um, very complex area, lots to say, but at least, you know, hopefully this little snippet gives you something to, to consider and adds to some sense of clarity for you. Um, and apart from that, uh, as always, thank you very much for listening. Um, if you've been with the show for a long period of time, uh, as always, my profoundest gratitude to you. Um, so, so grateful um, that, um, you know, time is precious and that, you know, uh, that you've taken time out to, to listen to this episode. I, I really do appreciate that. And like I said, I really hope it's of some value to you. Um, if you've just joined the show, thank you. I hope you've enjoyed, um, the, the, uh, the content and taken something away from it. Um, if you want to continue to support the show, please go to iTunes, download, subscribe, and leave a five-star review as it makes it easier for other people to find this sort of material. And I'm very passionate about sharing good resource, not only my own, um, but there are some amazing people out there doing some amazing work. Um, 
And uh, also, uh, the, the, the show is available at uh, emergencetraining.com.au, Stitcher and Podbean also. Um, and if you've got any ep- episodes, you know, uh, this latest series is all been driven by uh, audience request and client request. So um, very happy um, if you want to kind of reach out, say hi, um, and put forward an idea for an episode. If I feel I know enough about enough about it to make some semblance of contribution then I'll do so um, um, and if it's an area that kind of piques my interest too I'll definitely definitely have a look I'm always fascinated by all of the areas that add to to a richer experience of life uh, for us um, so yeah by all means reach out um, I do one-to-one consulting on human dynamics both in business Um, and in personal life as well as in-house business trainings and public trainings too. So you can can find out a little bit about that um, both by reaching out to me at emergencetraining.com.au or um, checking out the website. Um, So apart from that, as always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being with the show. Really, really appreciate your support. And uh, until next time, bye for now.